0: Welcome back to Revive Nations podcast. Revive Nations is a global ministry with one mission, to raise an army of Jesus lovers around the world. Prepare your heart to receive something fresh from the voice of God, Prophet Shaiju Matthew, and be revived, renewed, and restored. Let my people go so they might worship me. Let my people go so they might worship the king of kings and the lord of lords with freedom and liberty. I'm bringing you out of Egypt. Why? So that you might run after me. I'm bringing you out of bondage. Why? So you might run after me. I'm bringing you out of your sickness. Why? So you might worship me. I'm bringing you out of your debts. Why? So you might worship Have a little one that you desire to see grow in the things of God? Subscribe to Revive Nations Kids on YouTube for an exciting array of programs every week. ReviveNations.tv is now open to live participation to our services. Heavenly Father, one more time, we prepare our hearts to receive from you. You are the bread of life. You are life in abundance. Today, there shall be nobody that will live the same in Jesus mighty name. Anybody that believes on the grace of God on this house, Father, I pray they will partake of this glory. I pray that your goodness and your faithfulness and your mercy will speak for them and look at them today. We thank you because you are completely in control. You see are sitting down. You see are standing up. And you see are lying down. We serve a fearful and a wonderful God. God, you have been so good to us that we have been able to taste of your goodness. And we do so with great reverence. We do so with great understanding. Now one more time, show yourself to your bride. Thank you, because you're going to take your children into the corridors of greatness. You're taking your children into the inner chambers of intimacy with you. Your children are going to experience what they have never experienced before. A dimension they never knew existed is going to be revealed to them their eyes are going to be filled with wonder their ears are going to be filled with wonder their hearts are going to be filled with wonder so father we do not need to see you do things to know that you are good god we saw you do it last night we saw you do last week we saw you being so faithful so we praise you in advance we thank you in advance we give you glory in advance 30 seconds clap hands in advance in advance hallelujah in jesus mighty name we pray and the church said aloud "Amen." amen i hope the church at home said aloud, amen as well please you may be seated thank you thank you i was glad when they said unto me hallelujah hallelujah We've been in one of the best seasons that our church has experienced. Is there a testimony? Can I have a witness to the goodness of this Jesus? Amen. I want you to understand, everything that we are experiencing, everything that God is doing here, we want to make sure that it is a reflection and the manifestation of what we have been preaching about for months, if not years. It is time for the body of Christ to experience what we have preached for a long time. We have believed in the revival. Now it is time to see the revival. We have heard about the revival. Now it is time to see the revival. So what the Lord is doing is a wonderful thing and it is awesome in our eyes. I want you to know that every time the word comes It is an escalator of God's grace into the nearness of his presence. One more time. The word of God is an escalator that takes you from point A to point B. From where you are to where he is. Closer and closer. Ah, Isn't the word of God an endless well? Isn't the word of God an endless well? Yeah. And I'd like to take you again to a words we've been studying the last few days. Hosea chapter 11. If, if some of you that missed these teachings and are interested in making sure that you don't miss any word that has been taught in the house, you can download our mobile app. The Shaiju Matthew app and you should be able to hear all the sermons that we've been teaching through the week. Okay. Hosea chapter 11. Let's read from verse 3. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. Oh, it is the Lord who has taught you to walk if you walk it is not because you were smart and you were able and you were intelligent and you were fast it was because the lord gave you the grace to walk if you are thankful let your amen be clear I took them up by their arms. The Lord has been carrying us, whether we realized it or not. The Lord has been carrying you. The Lord has been carrying you. You and your house did not perish in the pandemic because the Lord has been carrying you. Ah, that's a wonderful place to thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. but they did not know that I healed them. So not every healing happens during the healing service. Not every healing happens to you during a miracle service. Sometimes, on the way back home, some people are healed. Some people are healed while they are sleeping on their bed. Some some healings are so organic and gradual that when you wake up, you didn't even realize you were healed. And two weeks later, you remember, oh, wait a minute, I used to have a back pain, right? (laughs) Ah! Did the back heal on its own? Was it the diet that you followed? Was it the Was it the herbs that you ate? No, 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 no. no. It is not your vitamin tablets. Ah, The Lord is reminding you that it is the Lord that has healed you. Now, when I read the verse 4, I want some grateful people in the house to celebrate like you have never celebrated, okay? Okay, I led them with cords of kindness, cords of kindness, kindness with the bands of love. And I became to them as one who eases the yoke on their jaws. The Bible says, His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. And I became to them as one who eases the yoke on their jaws, and I bent down to them and fed them. Every time the word is coming down from here, from this pulpit, from this altar, What you need to realize is God is bending down and feeding you. But this is the problem, this is the problem. Verse 2, the Lord's heart is breaking and he's saying the more they were called, the more they went away. What is it about human nature that you can have encounters, you can have revelations, the Holy Spirit can touch you, And something in your fallen nature, something in your flesh that constantly fights you, that is constantly wanting to take you away from the presence of God, wanting to take you away from the nearness of God, wanting to take you away from the voice of God. What is it? There is something about our flesh. And so God is speaking to them and he said, verse five, they shall not return to the land of Egypt, but Assyria shall be their king. In other words, God is saying, I brought them out of Egypt. I don't want to take them back to Egypt. God is saying what? I brought you out of Egypt. Certainly, I don't want you to go back into Egypt. Because you're being disobedient right now. I don't want to take you back to Egypt. I brought you out of Egypt. As disobedient as you are, as messed up as you are, I don't want to take you back to that old bondage. I don't want to take you back to the old slavery. But there is a problem. But this time, there will be a new king that you will go under. So you won't go back to Egypt, but Assyria, but Assyria shall be their king. Assyria shall be the king. So here, I want you to understand what is happening. God brought a group of people from out of Egypt, loved them, fed them with good manna, took care of them, strengthened them. But once God brought them out of Egypt, they forgot the God that brought them out of Egypt. And they began to build idols in their heart. They stopped hearing the word of God. Even when Moses was on top of the mountain, down the mountain they were busy building idols. And God is looking at that generation and he's saying, you're not understanding what it is to be free. You're not understanding what it is to be fed by me. You're not valuing the fact that I bent down and loved you. So something must happen. You will move away from having Egypt as your king To the Lord as your king and now you're going to have Assyria as your king I cannot have you Keep coming to this church and not understand the manner in which your God functions I cannot have you keep coming to this church and think that this God loves us so much that I can do anything I can live the way I want I don't have to pursue him I don't have to love him I don't have to show gratitude to him I can do whatever I want and I'll still make it to heaven child of God you're seeing a moment where God is withdrawing from the people of Israel and saying, since you don't value me, I have to withdraw and give you another king. How do you know that you value God? That's a question you must ask yourself today. How do you know that you value God? You know that you value something because that is what you will run after. You know you value something because that is what you will. Run after. Look, verse 2 he says, they kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to idols. How do you know what you value? God is calling, and they kept sacrificing to Baal. God is calling. Yet they are running after burning offerings to the idols. One more time, one more time, one more time. God is calling, yet they sacrifice to Baal. God is calling, yet they keep going to give offering to the idols. How do you know what you value? God is calling, but they don't go to God. They run to Baal, God is calling, they don't run to God, they run to the idols. They are sacrificing, sacrifice, sacrifice, meaning they they are paying a price at the idols, they are paying a price. These are the people that will come into the church and complain about giving into the offering because they didn't have a problem spending elsewhere. But when it comes to talking about giving to God. They are the first to complain that you are asking too much. And the more God called them. They sacrificially they run to the barn. They sacrificially give burnt offerings to the idols. How do you know what you value? We know what you value by watching where you run to. Holy Spirit. We know what you value. By observing way you sacrificially give, we know what you value. By watching, how often does this individual run after something? That is what they value. That is where you read in Psalm. King David says, One thing have I asked, one thing have I desire. it is to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When many people are running after many things, God found a David that was running after the presence of God, continually. Psalm 27 verse 4, he's saying, I don't want to do this once a week. I don't want to do this what? Ah. I don't want to do this once a Wednesday. One thing have I asked of the Lord that will I seek after. How do we know what you value? Show me what you're asking. Show me what you're seeking after. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Manda nana Is anybody talking to the Lord here? Is anybody enjoying Jesus in this house here? Is anybody encountering the Holy Spirit right now? Is anybody is anybody colliding with heaven right now? The Lord is raising a generation in Montreal, a generation around the world. Nations that are joining us night after night and they have just one thing on their mind. One thing have I asked of the Lord that will I seek after. That I might dwell in the house of the Lord forever all the days of my life. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in in his temple. Oh, Rantana, to, to be able to gaze upon his beauty. In other words, I want to encounter Jesus every day. I want to encounter Jesus every day. I want you to say this after me. I want to encounter Jesus every day. One more time, say it louder, say it louder. I want to encounter Jesus Every day, something is happening, open your mouth, open your mouth, say, I want to encounter Jesus every day. The more I call, the more they ran away. That is what God's testimony was about Israel. He said, "The more I called them, the more they went after the idols, sacrificing with the idols, sacrificing in the wrong place, running after the wrong idols. the more I called them. Instead of running to me every day, they ran to the idols every day. The more I called, the more they ran away." and so god is coming to a conclusion he's saying the reason why they don't run after me the reason their their jobs are their idol the reason where the school has become an idol the reason why everything that the world is offering to them has become an idol is because satan has introduced a counter culture in this generation one more time Satan has introduced a counter-culture. One more time. Satan has introduced a counter-culture. That which is not important has become important. That which is not a need has become a need. You don't fear God as as much as you fear losing your job. I know, I know, but God is breaking the lies of the enemy in our generation. God is raising a generation that will rise above the kingdom of Egypt. Because you got to understand the first season of the life of Israel, they spent time building for Pharaoh. They spent time building pyramids they spent time building another man's kingdom they spent time building that which was not their their vision their calling they spent time building in egypt god said no and he brings them out of egypt and the only thing that god told them to tell is the, the king of egypt was let my people go so they might worship me You missed that one Let my people go. So they might worship me Let my people go. So they might worship me let my people go. So they might worship me Let my people go so they might worship the King of Kings and the Lord of lords with freedom and liberty I'm bringing you out of Egypt." Why? So that you might run after me. I'm bringing you out of bondage. Why? So you might run after me. I'm bringing you out of your sickness. Why? So you might worship me. I'm bringing you out of your poverty. Why? So you might—you might worship me. I'm bringing you out of your debts. Why? So you might worship nobody that has been bound can worship the lord the manner and the way you are supposed to worship ah yeah 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 so god is saying i'm bringing you out of a location so you might run after me so might your passion but what is it about us that once god blesses us then we go back this time not because somebody forced us but voluntarily we enter uh, and bring upon ourselves certain bondages voluntarily god sets you free brings you in gives you the joy of salvation and now you're blessed now you are delivered, now your family is happy, there is great victory in every area of your life, and then now you're too busy to run after the Lord. Now, when money comes in, it becomes very difficult to give to the Lord what belongs to the Lord. Now, when God blesses you, you 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 change your manner and say, I'm I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm very tired after work, so I'm going to try. The more God lifts you up, the more you should humble yourself. The more God blesses you, the more you run after him. God is raising a generation that is not going to bow down to the kings of this world. I answer to a different system. God brought me out of the system of Egypt into the system of the cloud. I don't respond to Pharaoh anymore. I don't respond to lashes anymore. I don't respond to threats anymore. I respond to the voice that comes from the cloud. Thank you for listening. Make sure to share this episode on your favorite social media and with a friend. Until next time, stay under the mighty hand of God.